Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. What a great day this is going to be because this is the day the Lord has made and we are going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it. We're going to serve the Lord with all our heart, soul, and mind. We're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. like I said on yesterday's show. We're not going to judge people because they sin, because the Bible said we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're going to love them and help lead them to Jesus Christ. So someday they will see him face to face, because that is coming. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for a great day. Thank you again for all our listeners, Lord, wherever they're at, whatever city they're in, you know, whatever situation they're in, Lord, be with them. May they sense the power of the Holy Spirit in the Word of God today. Lord, may they not hear me, but they may they hear from you. May you guide their lives. Lord, guide my life. Give me strength in my weaknesses. Help me to overcome those fights I have with with things, Lord, like eating and different things that I deal with and dealt with my whole life. God, give me strength to move forward. Help me to be the man of God you've called me to be. And I thank you for the opportunity to share with these incredible people. Guide them, lead them, and open our hearts to the book of Romans today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, yesterday I shared out of Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10. Today, I'm going to share with you from Romans 13, 11 through the end of the chapter, which is verse 14, and we're going to talk about that today, and I think uh, you will certainly get it, and it'll certainly uh, come in real to you. One thing I like about the Word of God, if you read it carefully, it becomes real. The Bible came alive to me years ago, growing up. But after that, I struggled. And uh, I didn't struggle with God, but struggled with really understanding the Word. And then suddenly I started reading it more clearly and understanding what God had for us. And it speaks to us on an everyday basis, especially in the New Testament. The Old Testament tells us great stories and, and tells us what's coming in the future and all these great things. But the New Testament lays it out. It gets closer and closer to where we're at today. We don't know when the coming of the Lord is. We don't know. It could be tomorrow. It could be today. It could be after you listen to this show. Or it might have already happened before you listen to this show, and so you can't listen to the show. But you know what? He is coming. He is coming again, and it could be soon. Do I know? No. Am I going to predict? No, because no one knows the day or the hour. We hear all these people always want to predict. I run from people who want to predict. I do because the Bible makes it very clear that no one's going to know. And all they want to do is say, oh, it's going to be here because, because, because. Well, I can name a lot of the becauses too. But I could have named those 30 years ago. My dad used to name those. Oh, the time is getting close because this has happened, that's happened. Well, folks, if we live every day for Jesus— And we put him first in our life. It doesn't matter when he comes. We're going to be ready. And we're going to spend eternity in heaven. And what a joy that will be. This last week was the 31st anniversary of my five-year-old being killed in a car accident. And that day, it was on a Sunday. It was on August 13th. And uh, I was able to even share with the church today. This is an important day today. I always remember my son. I remember the last the last day with him. I remember sitting with him in the morning and 
and him asking and me asking him what was the most important thing in his life and he told me daddy god is he said i just want to live for jesus that's all he said that eight hours before he died at age five and a half i just want to live for jesus that's all can we say that today i just want to live for jesus that's all live for jesus and walk in his way well here we are so the 13th chapter verse 11 and I'll just read it down and stop when I want to and, and share with you some thoughts. Said, and do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is near, nearer now than when we first believed. Okay, it, it's it's closer now than we first believed, of course, because time is going by. He said, so it's time to wake up. It reminds me of exactly what he said to the church over at, in Sardis, and I think it's Revelation chapter 3. He says this, he says, you know, I know your reputation, you have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. He says, wake up, and I have that underlined in my Bible, I'm looking at it right now, wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. See, he's seeing that the people are starting to die spiritually. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. What does repent mean? Turn away. Turn around. But he says, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Wow. You know, it's that's, I think, a great message for us today. In Revelation 3, is wake up. And I think as he's saying, and that's what he said here in, in chapter 13, is the hour has already come, so wake up. Wake up from your slumber. Wake up from your spiritual slumber. Some of us are sleeping spiritually. We're not in tune. We don't honor God with our uh, time. We don't honor God with being faithful in the house of God. We don't honor God with our giving. We don't honor God. All in all, we're not honoring God. He was telling that church, that's exactly what's going on with you guys. Oh, it appears on the outside that things are going well. Oh, people think you guys are doing great. But the truth of the matter is, you're not honoring him. You're not living for him. You're walking away from him. You claim it. You want people to feel good about you. But you know what? You're going to stand in front of God, and I'm going to stand in front of God, and he's going to let us know how we've done in life. He's going to let us know how life was, and well, but Lord, I did all this. I, I did all these things, we're going to say, and, and Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you. You know, he says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Put away the deeds of darkness, the deeds that are keeping us down, the deeds that are causing us issue, things that you know good and well are not right, things that you know that you're putting in front of God. You know, one of the big sins in the Word of God is idolatry. What is idolatry? It's whatever you put in front of God. People put so many things in front of God. They don't honor God. In fact, church is a byproduct. If I'm free on that weekend, pastor, I'll, I'll pop into church instead of I will be in the house of God today. And I, I'm going to be there as much as I possibly can. And that's the first and foremost thought on our mind instead of, oh, Lord, you get the leftovers. The same thing with giving. Oh, man, giving has been 
giving is amazing because people don't want to give of their income. You know, I've, I was taught when I was a young boy to give the first fruits of your labor. My dad, I think I told you one time, paid me in dimes, you know, 10 dimes. He said, guess what? What goes to the Lord? He said, a dime. I said, yes. I mean, he said that I said a dime and, and I started putting 10% away. And I, every, all my life since I was young, I put that 10% away. Now I put much more than that away to the Lord. I give it to the Lord. But then I remember one time I didn't. One time I was down on a car payment when I was about 18 and I didn't tithe that week. Guess what? Things got worse. And I immediately apologized to the Lord and started giving back to him. And ever since then, for all these years, I've given to the Lord and God has blessed me. And I don't do it to be blessed. I do it because I want to be committed to him and show him, well, I don't know how I'm going to live without that. I don't know how I can live without giving to the things of God. When I first came to Boise and our church was so tiny, we were behind on payments. Everything was just kind of out of whack. And one of the things I found out, the church had not been tithing on the income they got. And and some people say, well, how do you do that since you're already tithing? Well, I've always believed we give to missions or tithe to missions 10% of what comes in the income. So we started doing that. And we went 22 straight years reaching our budget, 22 straight years after having all these struggles. And one year we didn't reach our budget, but we did not spend more than we had brought in. And all these years, God has taken care of Cloverdale Church of God. One reason is we honor God, and that's what he wants us to do in our life. He says, let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. That's what the churches have as issues a lot of times is dissension and jealousy. People are jealous of people in the church. They cause dissension. They don't like the way this is, the way that is. And we know about drunkenness and immorality. We know that's wrong. But a lot of people live that and they try to justify it. Oh, I've given my life to Jesus. I'm all right. I can, I can live like the devil. No, you can't. You're going to face reality when you face Jesus. He said, rather close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Yes, we like enjoying life. Yes, we like being happy. Yes, we like doing the things that are fun. And sometimes the things that are fun are sinful, but we do them anyway. And we say God understands. God certainly does not understand. God wants us to live holy and blameless unto him. He wants us to be aware of the things we're doing that are not right with him. And I challenge you today, if there's something not right with you, there's something you're not giving God, you're not honoring God, today you need to start honoring him. Today you need to put him first. You can change things today. Well, Pastor, I'm 73 years old. I don't care if you're 94. Change it today and say, God, I'm going to honor you in every way. I'm going to put you first. And Lord, he forgives us. He forgives us of our sins. And he walks with us. Yes, and he knows, too, that we stumble down the way. You know, I stumble. We all stumble somewhere along the line. We do something we shouldn't have done, or we say something we shouldn't have said, or whatever it might be. But you know, what do you do? You don't live in the regret. You live knowing that Jesus will forgive me. Jesus will walk with me. And the day is near, and he's coming again. And I'm going to be so happy to see him. I'm not going to live in fear of him coming. I'm going to live in glory, knowing I'm going to live in heaven with him forever, with all those that have gone before me. What a day that's going to be. It's going to be phenomenal. Folks, if you haven't made peace with God today, today, say, God, forgive me. 
Walk with me. Help me to be tuned into you. Lord, start changing my heart. Change my heart, O oh God. Give me a spirit of desire to serve you with my whole heart. He loves you. He loves you for who you are. He knows all about you. Love him back. Serve him. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.